0: Hi, this is Kip Morrill. I'm traveling about the United States, but I'm always listening to the Bigfoot Society podcast.
1: Thanks for coming back to Bigfoot Society, your weekly cryptozoology-focused podcast where I talk to a different individual in the cryptozoology field, authors, researchers, artists, all sorts of people. If you're listening to this on iTunes, please uh, go ahead, subscribe to this uh, podcast and rate us five stars as it helps us get more into the podcast stratosphere and get uh, better guests on the show. Also, if you're on YouTube, do us a favor, like this video and subscribe to this channel. It doesn't cost a thing and it helps us get out there into the YouTube stratosphere as well. Be sure to leave what your favorite part of the episode was in the comments. Welcome back to another episode of the Bigfoot Society Podcast. This week, I have the pleasure of talking with some new friends from the Liminal Earth Collective in the Seattle, Washington State area. Uh, We've got Jeremy Puma, Bex Atwood, and Garrett Kelly. Together, they make up Liminal Earth. You may have seen them on TikTok, but uh, this is a really fun conversation about finding the weird stuff in your area, celebrating it how to investigate even deeper into stuff that some people might take for granted. Uh, We'll be talking about everything from Bigfoot to piles of orange peels that mysteriously keep appearing. So you'll definitely not want to miss this episode, so sit back, make yourself comfortable, or if you're going on a jog, make sure you're paying attention, because hey, there's other stuff out there thanks again for choosing to listen to the Bigfoot society podcast as we chat with the team from liminal earth in Washington state. All right. Thanks for coming back to another episode of Bigfoot society. I've got the privilege tonight of talking uh, with some new friends uh, from the, well, I mean, they're all over the place from liminal earth. Uh, and we've got Garrett, vex and jeremy here and thanks so much for for coming on guys uh do you mind if uh garrett let's start with you tell tell us a little bit about uh uh who, who you are and what you do with liminal earth
0: uh yeah my name's garrett i live in bremerton which is a little place outside of seattle and um yeah jeremy and i made a map a couple years ago where we just uh put uh, people's paranormal experiences on this map it started in seattle but now it's all over the world it's called the earth um i outside of it i do like i've done like music stuff i work at pop records doing the tech stuff there and i also started a radio station with my wife for like 13 years it's going it's called hollow earth radio and also like uh k-huh like h-u-h it's so it's actually on the fm dial um, and even early on then, I was into paranormal stuff, and we'd have kind of paranormal-type uh, interviews and stuff like that. And, yeah, so i trying to mix a lot. I have a, I have a religious studies background, and I try to mix that um, and my tech background with this kind of paranormal stuff. And I've known Jeremy since the moved to Seattle almost 20 years, and we've always been talking about this stuff. And just now with TikTok and media and stuff, we're doing a lot yeah. more. So. I
1: love that. I love that. Oh man, the the combination of tech and uh, and the uh, weird and paranormal is is a very cool thing. Uh, Jeremy, let's continue with you. Let's hear a little bit about uh, what it is that you do and and how you connect to Liminal Earth.
2: Yeah, sure. Um, So uh, Jeremy Puma, uh, I'm living in Seattle, Washington, and I'm originally from St. Augustine, Florida, which is kind of a notoriously Paranormal Mm -hmm. hotspot, you know, the lighthouse haunted lighthouse that every single ghost hunting show goes on. Um, But we have we have plenty of cryptids down there in Florida as well. Um, And so I was always kind of uh, I was raised in a strangeness nexus. And uh, that was always my my interest. Um, and now I live here in Seattle and I am um, kind of a plant person. Um, so I do a lot of like plant foraging, plant identification, um, out walking around in the woods and parks and things like that a lot. Um, and yeah, as Garrett said, we knew, have known each other now for like 20 almost years um and so uh we always used to start talk about this stuff and and we decided to start the map project too so um i don't know we all have kind of i don't know that there's like one specialization uh that each of us has um in in work because we we really work closely together as a team um uh, but if i had mm. to have one it would probably be like plant folklore um occultism uh the the intersection between the weirdness and the natural world. Um yeah. And yeah,
1: that's that's probably dude, I love that. I it. love that. Dex, <laughs> how about yourself?
3: Hello. Um yeah. So I grew up in like the Ohio River Valley oh, in Anna, yeah. oh. on a about a six acre farm. We used to have like beef cattle and things. Um, but I spent a lot of time as a kid just roaming the woods. <laughs> All day long um, I remember my favorite months would be like July and August, because that's when the blackberries would be around, so I, I would remember spending whole days just. picking and, and walking through the woods, I knew it like the back of my hand um I also grew up very evangelical um, so it's very strange looking back now and seeing that part of my life, um, but then I got to about 16 and I just moved out on my own oh, and. Wow i started um i had like a mentor my journalism teacher really pushed me into like writing and she was really into paranormal investigation and so she kind of mentored me into that a little bit okay um and so i started writing a column for my very rural small town newspaper every week and it would be um me basically checking out all of these sites that you would find on like the the corners of the web of like southern indiana there's this old burnt down house you know <laughs> did this guy do this thing here i'm gonna find out um
1: i love that and
3: early on it was a lot of like let's go trespass and let's be rebellious and, and like raise hell you know and and then at guys don't trespass
1: like, listeners don't trespass
3: don't, <laughs> yeah yeah don't don't do that but um yeah. i did it at a young age and then i i kind of started shifting my focus more into like i'm curious um, mm. how far does this go? I'm I'm learning about the Mothman and all of these things. And and, yeah. and my experiences started to shift and they started to get more synchronistic and more subtle and meaningful. And um mm. yeah. So now, you know, all these years later, I have a degree in botany. I was a horticulturist for a few oh, years. Cool. Um, and then I wanted to shift into the paranormal. And so I remember sitting down and being like, I really want to find a way that I can marry like my my botany experience with the paranormal and then i met these guys and and it became a natural fit um i guess where i would find my specialty within our group if we had to pick one we do bleed into each other quite a bit um i have eight years professional photography experience wow so um i left that behind to pursue something a little more up my alley like exploring the woods and things that like my my soul calling i guess but um yeah, I, I it's really cool to be able to dip my toes back into that world to be able to offer my old expertise in that, but then um marry plants and the paranormal together.
1: Dude, that I, I like that. That is very cool. Um, so I'm, I'm gonna say, you know, I first heard of uh the group your group Luminal Earth from uh I'm trying to think of what would be the first video, video that I've seen on you guys on TikTok. Because you guys have a huge presence on TikTok, like and if you're into like any weird stuff on TikTok, it, uh, Liminal Earth is going to come up on your feed at one time or another. And you've probably seen Garrett wearing the shrimpy costume. And after that, you're just hooked. Or like, uh, I think it was Garrett, uh, one of Garrett's videos where he had his, his special, uh, Bigfoot call. And, uh, that to me, I was like, Oh my goodness, this is amazing. And it like got me right in, in the part of the heart where it was like, as a little kid, you were into like Scooby-Doo. And then like when stranger things came out, it was like, it kind of like brought that back to life. And then like, I see this and it was like, Oh, crank to 11, let's go. Like it's so you guys are awesome. I love what you're doing. Uh, It's just, it is so cool. Um, A a lot of our listeners are into cryptozoology of course, because that's, what this podcast is focused on, but just for the listeners, um, let's, let's start with this. So like, let's say we're in an elevator and you're telling me real quick, like what, what's your elevator pitch for liminal earth? If anyone thinks they can take a stab on that, because there's a lot that goes on with liminal earth.
2: We'll be right back. Hey, it's Pat Flynn here, host of the award-winning podcast, the Smart Passive Income Podcast, which was created to help you learn how to become an entrepreneur, and in the simplest way, too. You know, entrepreneurship can be very difficult. I like to simplify things, and I interview people like Josh Hall, and Shane and Jocelyn Sams, and Maria Fela, who are they? Well, they're people just like you, people who have taken action after listening to the show, and have built a business that has changed their lives, and I'd love to share an episode with you that I think will inspire you to get started, too, Check out the link in the description or go to smartpassiveincome.com slash 122 to get inspired, get what you need to get started, and change your life. You got this, and thank you. Um, Yeah, I I can take a stab at it. Um, So I would say the elevator pitch for Liminal Earth is that it's a crowdsourced online map of amazing and interesting Mm. stories. So- we go, we go pretty hard on the paranormal because, you know, that's, that's where that's that most people think of, you know, a ama- mate with like weird stuff. But there's also, um, you know, there's dreams, there's time slips, there's mm. um, disappearing pizza places, there's um, somebody who saw a ghost of a dog's, ju- but it was just the dog's legs walking by, um, you know, <laughs> nice. we have like. The 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 more <laughs> interesting the story is, and the more amazing it is for someone, um, that's the kind of stories that we're interested in collecting on the map at Liminal Earth, um, and in the the process of. Um, sort of going out there and collecting information and soliciting stories, um, we decided we wanted to start doing our own investigations into some of them and into some of the areas uh, around here. Um, And that kind of led into doing like the TikToks and Mm. um, we have a a YouTube channel that we're slowly ramping up um, and you know we're active on Twitter and all that stuff too. So um, we became more of a sort of uh, society (laughs) or investigation uh, team um, and we're just having so much fun and it's just delightful to be able to, to share this project with the world
1: so cool so cool i mean on tiktok you got was it like uh 50k ish give or take i mean you're around it which is fantastic i mean man i want this thing to go as as to the moon for sure bex do you mind sharing um how do you explain what a liminal space is what is the definition for like a liminal space if if you feel comfortable sharing that of
3: course I okay. thought about it quite a bit. Um, I like to think of it as a space in between. Hmm. Um, but what I also like to think about is it not just being a space. It could be uh, a moment in time that's rather liminal. It can be um, a 2D object that can be quite liminal. It's it's kind of hard to put a definition on, on that part of it. But how I've most refer to it as, as, like being, uh, in between here and there. Okay. And they can often be hiding in plain sight. Is like my favorite part of the definition.
1: So it's like, something that might feel a little off or like, if you know, is you like, that's, that's a little weird. Like you get that feeling kind of, kind of it's deal like, or,
3: um, when you experience like something like extraordinary, oh. I don't know, you can, it's very different than, um, Yeah, it's very different than this mundane experience. There's something that just stands out. And um, I don't know, it's hard to describe. I think of those uh, liminal pictures that you see in those memes of like empty hallways and things.
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly. They
3: elicit a feeling. Mm. And that is what liminal is.
1: (laughs) (laughs) For me, it's a weird, it's also a weird like nostalgic that you can't like quite place. Like usually from the 90s, it's like... I'm still trying to wrap my head around it, but it, it is, it's very cool. It's very cool. Um, The thing I also love about you guys is like, you have a really cool, it seems like a community building around liminal earth, which I think is really cool. Uh, I mean, and you do some, some awesome things like every Wednesday night, everyone's up like looking for UFOs together. Um, Gary, is that something you might be able to spend a few minutes uh, chatting about or
0: Sure. Yeah. Um. Our friend, um. Weird Astrology on Twitter kn- found this thing that um, John Keel had said in the Mothman prophecies that the best time to see a UFO is Wednesday at 10 p.m. And nice. so we're like, let's put that to the test. So we went outside and we were like looking for, you know, looking up to the skies for that. And I noticed in that moment, like it was a really nice like mid-week break to like just go outside and like look at the sky for a while. And Mm. so we decided to keep doing this, and it's like strangely like become this like thing where now we're like streaming every Wednesday. Oh wow! Prior to this, Bex is trying to contact them with like spirit boxes, and I made a Mac and Me spirit box that like chops up the audio (laughs) from Mac and Me like from
1: Conan O'Brian. Yeah, like Conan (laughs) and Paul Rudd. Yeah, (laughs) right, totally, totally. Oh my god, like
0: like that McDonald's (laughs) ET ripoff or whatever. Uh, <laughs> but like, you know, I, I, made this thing that like cuts the audio up and it sounds like a spirit box, but it's just, using oh, yeah. audio. Wow. um, and then I built like a antenna to like, uh, bean signals up into space with my ham radio. Um, uh, so I've been trying to reach, you know, aerial entities that way. So I know it's just like a weekly, like, you know, free, we wanted to make something free that everyone mm. could be involved in, um, and just access and like. It's a simple thing to just go outside. If you can't, if you have access to go outside and like look into the sure. sky. And we try to make it as accessible as possible and I include many people as we can.
1: I love that. Oh, man. Yeah. And it, it's a great reminder because, you know, right now it's like everyone is so. A, another thing I really like about Liminal Earth is like it's almost like a reminder to return to we were inside for a few years there's weird stuff outside let's go find it um if you can do that and uh that's that's part of what i i love about liminal earth is like reclaiming the weirdness in your area almost or discovering the stuff that that maybe no one has ever cared about and i think that is really
0: special absolutely i feel like uh we get so many comments on our tiktok like oh i live in such a boring town i'm like I feel challenged now. I want to help you find <laughs> that there are weird stuff. Cause I feel like it's everywhere. If you just kind of set intention and go look for it and you'll find you'll, I, th- I feel that's my personal belief is that if you kind of go looking for it, uh, sometimes you'll, you'll, you'll get responses that way. You know, you'll see, mm. you'll encounter things um, or, or, or it just opens your eyes to things that maybe were always there that you just took for granted. So um, I think you can do this in any town, like kind of, you know doing research on your town or you know just kind of doing weird experiments in your town so
1: there's a phrase that was brought up in one of your TikTok videos and I would be curious if you can explain what it means uh oh man I I can't say it. okay remythologizing your landscape I apologize I did not pronounce that word right I know but um Jeremy I know it was you that said it but how do you it feels like there's so much behind that phrase and I would love if you guys could maybe like dig into a little bit. uh, What, what does that phrase mean to you guys?
2: Yeah. um, To, to me. um, So, you know, I also have a background in um, the study of philosophy and religion Uh, and mythology. And um, to me, um, my, my preferred definition of myth um, is it's a story that gives meaning to someone's life? Like it, it's you know, it doesn't it doesn't have to be true. It doesn't have to be false. It's just this story is something that we find meaningful. And I think that um, to me, in sort of so when. When we started off, Garrett and I started the map, it was just Liminal Seattle. And one okay. of the reasons we started it was a kind of a reaction to, um, so like Amazon and Google and, you know, yeah. all these companies, they came into um, downtown Seattle and they turned mm-hmm. this cool old neighborhood into this like lifeless, just big empty box buildings um and it just you know it didn't have any sort of character anymore um and so we said well you know there's still cool and interesting and weird stuff here like let's let's see how much of it we can put on a map um and in a way what we are doing is we're kind of trying to create uh or to recognize new um myths surrounding the landscape and you know there are and you know obviously um indigenous people still have sort of a, a mythic um view of the way that they interact with the land. And I think that a lot of our culture, our sort of late stage capitalist colonialist culture um, has replaced a lot of those myths with, you know, commodification kind of. Um, And I think that what is cool is that you can go out into the landscape and you can have these experiences, these really weird, interesting, strange experiences and turn those experiences into myths for yourself. So Mm. like one of our, our, um, one of the big ones that you know we have we've had it on our tiktok a lot is there's there's this place called um the black river riparian forest which is in a suburb of seattle called renton and at one of the entrances to this area there are these piles of peeled oranges that have been showing up (laughs) well just (laughs) things
1: i haven't seen this one i am going into this tonight yeah
2: yeah yeah. go back to talking, you'll see there's these mounds and it's like a hundred like peeled oranges just sitting there and you know i think a lot of people would walk by and go huh that's weird but like yeah. to us this is like what how did they get there what's going on so you know then they is, keep this coming back really the
0: oranges yeah. keep appearing they, it's they, been happening
2: for, for years
0: years for years, <laughs> for years? yeah, yeah. Years. no one knows why yeah <laughs>
2: yeah so we, we've gone on to these rent and you know facebook groups and we've actually yeah. talked to locals in the area a number of locals in the area and they're like you know, we're, what are you up to? Oh, we're looking into the, the the piles of oranges. And they'll be like, those are
1: so weird,
2: you know, so
3: obviously, there's something
2: there. And it's something that it can take you into sort of a mythic um, space as absurd as the idea is, um, it can become a story that you can be part of and you can interact with. And, you know, so we're, we're trying to okay. get to the bottom of these oranges. And, you know, in a sense, that sort of, re-mythologizing the the landscape of the area so it's like uh
1: it's like that meme when you've got charlie day from it's always sunny and he's in front of the the board with the right (laughs) the red string and (laughs) it's like if that is something grasps you that hard and turns you into like you are crazy for something uh like for me it's a van meter visitor and i get into that story that's our local (laughs) iowa cryptid but it's like yeah then you can like get involved with the story and you can kind of help change it or like figure it out. And ah, I love that. That's a, that's a really, a really cool. uh, I'm going to have to check that out on the TikTok tonight. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So, and it doesn't have
2: to be something hu- huge. It doesn't have to be something yeah. that's, you know, I'm not like we- you can go out and look for the meaning of life or you can go out and wander in the woods and try and find like a big connection with spirits. But you can also like wonder why there is a um, a mysterious bag of hair on the bus, which is one of the Ooh. reports we have Ooh. on our map or, <laughs> you know, or the pile of like it could be anything. The point is you can get out there and you can you know, we, we often say like, oh, you know, we're the kind of people who used to watch the X-Files and, and Twin Peaks and be like, wouldn't it be kind of cool to have that kind of real experience? And we're finding that sure. like we do, we can, we can go out wow. and have those experiences, even if they seem kind of mundane on the surface. So.
1: So right, I, I probably have, <laughs> I probably have a few listeners right now. They're like, and I think. This has already come up a little bit, but uh, I live in, in Podunkville, Iowa. I, I can talk bad about Iowa because I live in central Iowa, but uh, I live in small town USA. How am I going to start finding the weird stuff, the liminal areas in my, my neighborhood? And like, like how to, how do you recommend someone, someone start out finding the weird stuff in their, their boring neighborhood or wherever?
3: Right. I think. Well, Garrett, correct me if I'm wrong, but you and I both grew up in pretty small towns, right? I know Mm -hmm. I did. Um, And so I always think when I hear people comment on our TikToks and they're like, I can't find anything like this, I have to sit here and think like, I grew up in a town with like a thousand people. If I found all this weird stuff and have to write columns about, like you can find it, I guarantee it. And the way to like get started for me, I'll make the example of the peninsula I live on um we moved here kind of on a whim we knew we were moving to Washington we just didn't know where exactly and we just lucked out and got this house um but we started having activity and so one of the first things I did was I started talking to my neighbors and I'll just you know uh shoot shoot it and then I'll kind of like something really weird happened I'm just gonna pass it by you And what do you know, most of the people that I talked to had really similar experiences or if they didn't, they knew someone who did and then I I got to know them. And then I also started um, going onto the local Facebook groups for if it's like your county or your region, and those are a wealth of knowledge. And so I know that Garrett and I, Jeremy, you might be on as well, the Kitsap Peninsula one is a really, a really good one. And when I lived up in Alaska, my whole island had one. And so I'm pretty sure the majority of like small USA pockets have Mm -hmm. a Facebook group that's least buy, sell, trade. Um, And from there you can find like the legends and the weird, they're they're there, they're there. Um, And they're a really good place to start. Um, And so I'd recommend that. And then I went the old fashioned route and I put up flyers everywhere, which is like, email me if you got a weird story.
1: (laughs) So... mm. There's more. I will tell you after this episode. But I have thought of doing something similar to that. So that's really cool that you brought that up because I think there's something to be said about doing the old school flyer route. Like you will find the people that have the stories if you put the flyers. Yeah, that's cool. I love that. Um, do you do you find that eventually word gets out that you're like the resident? person on the weird stories and have you guys experienced that or
3: yeah i'd say so yeah <laughs> like Garrett's kind of a figure in bremerton
1: now. oh cool
0: <laughs> yeah i'm i'm the shrimp guy in oh uh, right yeah because uh, bremerton has this <laughs> <clears throat> this legend or a story that got printed in strange magazine of this giant shrimp a woman saw in her basement shrimp. in 1948 yeah and you know, it was weird. when I moved here, I moved here like four or five years ago, and uh, Jeremy looked up, you know, cryptids in Bromerton, and we found that story. And, you know, we'll kind of talk about it. But When I got here, a lot of people had never heard the story. And, you know, now I'm walking around in a shrimp costume, and, and I was trying to get the city council to make, like, a mascot for the t- the, the town. Um, oh, wow. But it, you know, it's kind of taken on a life of its own. And it's so fun that it's, like, such a small unique story just for this place like there's no other place that has a giant shrimp um cryptid so the yeah, story i'm cutting it does make me like a magnet for people telling me their stories so <laughs> which awesome. is amazing
1: I yeah, oh yeah. man the story of shrimpy is because the first tiktok i saw about the, the shrimpy thing i was like wait what and then, like, you guys had a playlist, and I was like, okay, I'm gonna have to watch all these. And this is kind of what the point is you know, you gotta watch all of them. But, like, it's such a cool story, it's such a cool regional cryptid, which I love regional cryptids. But it's like, you would think Bremerton would be like, uh, we need to get a statue up now, and we need to get a shrimpy museum <laughs> now, and do I the mean... Point Pleasant thing, and let's
0: <laughs> get cracking. Like, right, dude, I've I mean, I have some city councilors on, on board. All uh, right, but you know, it's, it's, a, it's an uphill battle. The mural, <laughs> but it,
2: it <laughs> yeah, there's a mural now, yeah, there oh. is
0: a mural, yeah, yeah. People do artwork in town, and it's awesome. Um, and we like actually do some investigation of it because, because it's like a short story, and it's all the people involved are no longer really around, it's pretty okay. old, yeah. But we were able to, you know, there's a street that get, gets mentioned called Denny, and we went to it, and it's like. Uh, this doesn't really match, you know, the story because it says like she went down into her basement and, and that her landlord had said that there were holes in the wall that went all the way mm-hmm. to the ocean and like this is in the middle of the peninsula. There's no ocean near here. So we put this on TikTok and then residents in Bremerton, like who grew up in Bremerton, were like, Oh, there's a creek there, you just can't see it. I used to oh, go down snap. and play in that creek as a kid. Yeah. And there's uh crawfish down there. Which it's like oh. and the creep goes all the way to the ocean. And I'm like, What? You know, like is Shrimpy real? Like totally like blew my mind. And Dude, it's so Shrimpy's is hundred percent real. I know. <laughs> so like TikTok totally um you know, it's has it got that hyper local audience to like give us like real feedback. It was amazing. So
1: that's why people don't understand why TikTok is a big deal, but if you are like into weird stuff and a researcher the algorithm on TikTok is crazier than we could ever think. And yeah. the right people will find what you're talking about. And you like I've gotten reports that have just blown my mind and it sounds like it's working for you guys. And like yeah. so, you got guys, listeners, get on TikTok if you're <laughs> trying to do research in your area. Just do it. Um, I am curious. Let's let's talk about so I'm gonna do a little bit of a, a change of scenery a little bit. So I'm just going to ask you some, you know, videos I've seen on your TikTok, and I'm just curious about the story. So Garrett, can you share with me the story of your, the your Bigfoot call <laughs> drum? It, it's like, it it exceeds, it's like outside the realm of words. but. Okay.
0: <laughs> um well i was at a, a event with jeremy uh, we were tailing it was like a kind of a paranormal but also music label event and uh so this woman came and sat with us and she talked to us for a really long time and she was about, um, t- telling us all about um her bigfoot experiences and that she goes out into the forest she's friends with some of those expedition bigfoot folks as well oh yeah sure um uh, she was uh, showing us all these pictures of weird things in the trees. Um, she was really interesting. She talked to us for like, oh man, like three and a half hours or something. Just really oh. like going deep in it. It was really cool. I think she was someone who's like a little shy and um, doesn't, you know, a little anxious to tell her story. So, you know, I was totally into listening to her. And then she's like, you know what? I have something for you. And she left. Uh, and she came back from her car and she brought me this, uh, oh, man. gourd that she had made into like a Bigfoot drum. She had carved Bigfoot into it, and it's wow. like you shake it and it makes this thunder sound or something.
1: Oh, that's from the gourd,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. Whoa,
1: how does it do that?
0: I don't, it has like a spring and like a drum head or something. I don't know. Oh
1: man, that's so you cool, know, the, like,
0: Symbols and stuff. Anyways, uh, it's just like a cool gift that she brought I me, and I, you know, there's that whole gifting thing with Bigfoot, and True, it's so yeah. cool to receive this like really special handmade gift from someone like that. Um. Anyways, yeah, it was really cool, and it was funny in that video. It's just like uh, walking with my wife and kid. We're in right uh, by this waterfall in Kitsap, um, and it's kind of a busy trail. And I was doing this drum thing. Then recently, Bex did like a case log of on our Patreon of like, um. Bigfoot sightings in Kitsap, and the first one is like right there, by the falls. And I'm like, what? so I may have been inadvertently like, you know, calling them with my my Bigfoot drum. I don't know. Oh
1: my goodness! Oh, yeah. dude, that's so so <laughs> wild. Uh, yeah. So yeah, that's so. People that are watching this, get over to TikTok, watch the the <laughs> Bigfoot drum videos. Like, you will love it. You'll love it. I have a question yeah. for each of you, so um and let's see how do i want to word this what's the you can choose weirdest or scariest thing you've had happen to yourself in the woods you had any like weird things or like something weird or, or strange like the the number one weirdest thing that that stands out in your minds if you can think of anything on the spot
2: I've, um, I've got one from Florida and oh, okay. there's actually, there's, there's also a TikTok about
1: this oh. experience
2: <laughs> here if you look for it. Um, so, uh, went back when, um, I, this was back in high school and, um, some, some friends and I would go kind of out camping in this little spot of woods next to, um, some suburbs and it was, it was being developed at the time. So they, um, they had, Basically, they had clear cut like where the roads were going to be, but everything else was still like sort of this dense pine scrub, Florida, um, and it was really close to a friend of mine's house. And so we would go out on weekends and we would just like toss our tents up and, you know, do crazy teenager stuff in the woods. Um, and one of the things we like to do is play capture the flag. So nice. We uh, meet me and a couple of my my buddies. We were um, playing capture the flag and we. We had this idea, well, we're going to just take our flag and go like way off someplace where they'll never find us. And we'll sit here and just hang out. And, um, you know, by the time we get back, we'll we'll be the default winners. So we were sitting there and I remember distinctly it was near this like old, like 1950s baby blue um, pickup truck that somebody had abandoned, you know, in the woods. And we were kind of crouched there um, and we saw, you know, this figure walking towards us down one of the roads um, and we couldn't make out any of the features or anything. And so we had this friend who was on one of the other teams um, and his nickname was tree because he liked to dress in camouflage and hide on the side of the trail and like jump out at you. Like, ah, it's a tree. He's coming after us. <laughs> so we were like, Oh, you know, we said, who's that coming towards us? Oh, it must be tree or something like that. And then one of okay. my friends said, that's way too tall to be tree. And I realized we realized at the time, all of a sudden this thing was like seven to eight feet tall. Oh man. Still walking towards us. So we were like, Whoa, you know, like, oh my gosh, what do we do? It was between us and the camp. So we would have to like, to get back to the camp, we would have to go past where this thing was. So we were like, I don't know what to do. So we decided to, you know, we, we were watching it as we're watching all of a sudden this thing, got down onto all fours and leapt off of the trail into the Dude, woods. No, 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 no. And and we started talking about it and we were like, it 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 the way that it looked, we realized it had no definition. So it was it was as though it wasn't though as though we were seeing um an object walking towards us. It was more like an absence of space, like 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 black nothingness in humanoid form. Uh, like over oh yeah. Boy. And so yep, we like yep. we we had to get back to the camp right away. And we were like, uh, and so we just kind of like, and you know, we were trying to be sneaky and quiet and walk by as fast as we could. We finally got back to the camp and everybody else was already back. And they came back because they had been hearing screaming in the woods. And we were like, okay, that's it. So we, you know, we all huddled <laughs> together around the campsite. So nobody slept that night. Um, but that's definitely, um, there's a lot more to that story, which, you know, is for another time, but, um, That's definitely the scariest, creepiest thing, paranormal thing that's happened to me in the woods.
1: There are so many weird area, state forests in Florida. People don't realize it, but I mean, you know, my buddies, uh, Alex and Eli and Tate, like when they're going out to look for Bigfoot and they did the Beyond the Trail series on Florida, there's weird stuff down there, man. Like, I totally agree with you, Jeremy. Um, Garrett, Bex, any other weird things happen to you that you can think of or?
3: So I think Garrett and I actually share an experience oh, as cool. far as creepiest, because you know, I grew up in the woods and my dad's like a Alaskan mountain man. And so I've had a lot oh, of close wow. calls with like wildlife while on like mm. the Gold Plains. Um, we had a really close call with a pack of wolves once. Um, we stayed out a little too late. So I, I think of those things, but it's it's actually pretty difficult for me um to find something truly creepy. And the that i I keep going back to is an experience that garrett and i had at a cemetery a very rural cemetery around here okay and uh this town is called Seabec, and it it has a variety of experiences i mean there's a lot of ufo sightings in the area the cemetery was rather old and was supposed to have some activity um and then we believe that there's some bigfoot activity um oh wow but we went around we were like cleaning off the graves reading the graves and we were going to do some sort of like Estes session divination. Um, yeah. And so we sat in the middle of like this triangle of Douglas fir trees and set up shop and we were uh, yeah divining and we were trying to talk with whomever was there. And then we heard um, a series of crashes in the woods. And it oh, was weird. so, so loud. Um, and so I kind of got up and kind of jumped and was like, if it's an animal, like I need to go check it out. Or if it's a person, um, that might be, I hid,
0: fail. I hid, I let Max go <laughs> do that.
3: <laughs> there's a TikTok. you can see. He's like, she left me. <laughs> okay. So I go to check it out and there's nobody. And, oh, um, man. I, I hear like something kind of away. And I'm like, I think I know what that is. And so I do my Bigfoot call and I forget to tell Garrett I'm doing the Bigfoot call. And he's like. <laughs> <laughs> and so, you know, we, we we finish our session and we're like, wow, well, that was pretty wild. And at the time I was thinking more of like a Faye association, but it was just, I think it was oh, yeah. what I was reading at the time. One could argue that those are uh, linked. Um, hmm. But what's extra interesting about the story is what happened like to Garrett afterwards. And, and it, it definitely still crosses like that Bigfoot hangs out in cemeteries, but then I'm also like, but how metaphysical or how spiritual can like Bigfoot be? Mm. Garrett had like a really interesting dream or no, not Garrett, uh, one of our liminal earth ambassadors had a dream and yeah, wow. it was pretty e- wild
0: yeah like this thing we were doing that dream thing on tiktok where we're trying to get people to have like a shared dream i don't know if you've seen that one. but Oh,
1: like the playground thing
0: right yeah, so at that, that time i was out. yeah i was doing that and we next went and did this uh um CBEC investigation i'd also like a week prior i had found this random telephone booth and i was kind of yes. joking like yes Is this like an astral telephone booth i'm gonna leave a message of you know interdimensional voicemail see if i get any messages back and then this happened like so bex and i did this thing
1: um
0: and then the next morning after we're in the cemetery a friend of ours um living in indiana who i haven't really talked to in a while um maybe like two years she like sent me this text she's like hey i i had this dream about you last night um and so I already thought that was weird because people were already having all these dreams about me from TikTok, but she didn't know any of this. Whoa, weird. And then, yeah. so I was like, oh, cool. Interesting. Then I started reading her dream. And she's like, yeah, I was driving through a cemetery. And then I came over to your house and uh, I had a cold. So you put, um, you said, oh, I can help you with that. And you put a blindfold or you put like a cheat um, over my head. That's what, and, and then you put this thing on my ears that was playing all the static. And you were trying to talk to me. No way, no, and that is what Bex and I were doing in the cemetery. Well, the yeah, that's before. the
1: Estes method,
0: right? Yes, right. If
1: my, we were, if my hellier right. studies,
3: exactly,
0: exactly. We were doing that in a cemetery, you know. Bex had blindfold and headphones, oh, and the way she was describing yeah, it, so- it, she wasn't even thinking Estes method, you know, it was like it was as if someone was explaining it who didn't know. What that was you know like Ugh. like it was like putting a sheet over your head this weird thing on your ears that was making static but that is estes method but that's not how she was conceiving it when she she was telling us you know she,
1: yeah she just didn't so know. and it, wow. it
0: really felt to me like something was like reaching out in a way like uh, giving a response to that voicemail you know and it correlates to this wow. thing we heard in the forest and like that was its response um, it was freak. It freaked me out because I could not explain how this person would know what we were doing. We didn't we didn't tell anyone we were going to the cemetery the day before? No one knew that except Bex and I. So it oh really freaked me out because I had no way to explain it. Yeah. yeah.
1: Wow. So yeah, if you're into like those stories, I'm telling you, it's in. It's go check out the Liminal Earth TikTok. It's all. It's all there. Oh man, I. I like asking uh, everyone I have on this show some Bigfoot questions because Bigfoot's kind of my jam. Um, but I'm curious, especially since you, you all live in the Pacific Northwest, uh, but uh, if you had to answer, what is Bigfoot? Like in y- your own opinion, how are how are you viewing uh, Bigfoot as, and I'll leave it at that. Ooh, I'll
3: go first. Hmm. All right. Um... I I say a big old mystery. Oh, that's a good one. <laughs> yeah, um, I I really vibe with the whole uh the, the Salish legends of it, of them shapeshifting. Oh, but sure. I also vibe with the ET or the uh or the Fae for an explanation.
2: Very cool, Jeremy. Yeah, I um I actually have this pinned on my it's my pinned tweet on my personal Twitter account. But um, are you have you seen the? The Studio Ghibli films, the Miyazaki, um, Spirited Away and My Neighbor Totoro, and things like that.
1: I'm um, gonna lose so much cred on this because I want to love them, but like I've tried. I, <laughs> I, I guess I have to become. I don't know. I'm gonna try again someday, but I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah. I, no. they I mean, their, they're not. Yeah.
2: Yeah. They're not for everybody, but I, I personally adore, adore these movies. And so there's my neighbor Totoro is one of the, the big Ah, ones. Yes. Yes. Um, and I think Bigfoot is, um, a Totoro like this, this giant, um, enormous fuzzy, um, nature spirit that shapeshifts and, um, you know, is associated with a particular space, um, to me, that doesn't conflict with the idea of it being like a physical hominid being either. Um, I think there can be uh, like I can I think things can exist in multiple states. Um, mm. But but I tend to think of Bigfoot more as a. Um, uh, I know like a like a, a spiritual being like a nature spirit of some kind. That's that's my the way that I see it.
1: I like that analogy. It's that's really cool with the Totoro. Uh, I'm familiar enough to know, like it's a, He's kind of like got a a big hero six, like, uh, you know, you just want to give him a hug. type Deal. Um, Yeah. yeah, If if you,
2: Oh, oh, I'm sorry. I I didn't mean it. I just wanted to say, if you, if you go back and watch the movie now, keep that, keep that in mind. And um, you might like it better.
1: (laughs) I, I will give it another chance, especially if it's something related to Bigfoot. I'll usually be able to get into it. So. Or you know, the analogy, but Garrett, what do you think? Oh, you are muted, my friend.
0: I don't really know. Um, I think uh I think you know, one of the things that unites us is that we're not super into debunking things. Mm. And so I think you know, the people can totally go do that, but I, I'm always engaging with this as, like, you know, what if and, like, kind of exploring the mystery of it. We actually were just doing some stuff about orca whales, and we found this guy who, like, plays music for the orca whales. Oh, wow. And he said this thing about, like, I'm not interested in um, um, solving mysteries. I'm ex- uh, interested in um, celebrating them. And uh, I think that I that's like kind that. of where we're coming from. Like, I don't really need to know what Bigfoot is, but I, I love all, you know, just pursuing it and kind of and going, um, you know, hearing people's stories about it. I love just taking that all in, but I, I'm not, I have no, I freaking idea what it is. So
1: that's, I, I like that. It's, it's the mystery and, and exploring when you were at Humboldt state university, um, it is in your bio. Uh, did you ever uh, go to the Bigfoot research room? I believe that's the, the same school, right? You
0: know, I don't think I did. I don't oh, I don't, I don't okay, remember. Okay. You know, I probably I might have. That's been so long. Um I know that like Willow Creek, you know, we went there once. it's been like 20 something years. But oh, yeah, at the yeah. time it wasn't as you know, I was pretty terrified of all this stuff at the time, so
1: that's true. I keep I I forget that most of us have a point in our life where we went from you know, maybe in for myself, uh, I had a point to where it's like you're not really into weird stuff. And then it's like you're into weird stuff, you know, for most people, it's not their whole life. But
0: yeah, yeah. It was, I, my parents had communion and I was always to like turn the book upside down so I didn't have to look at that cover, you know, and then I finally read it. And that actually helped me like get through it all, you know, but like I was just constantly terrified of like aliens looking through my window when I woke up or something, you know, so um at the time I was just, just terrified of all that stuff, even in college. So
1: dude, the cover of communion is, is some, that's some weird, that's a weird looking alien dude. Like I agree with you. Like not, not for me for sure. Um, I am going to, we're going to try something new on the podcast. So listeners get ready. If this, if this stinking uh, plummets into crash and burnville, then it's all right. Cause we're all cool. So I came well there's a UFO podcast that does this thing where like they'll they'll say different topics and then um um I'll have you guys kind of like a talking head on uh on a TV show if you have like a, like a sentence response to it or like what you think about it we'll see how it goes and then listeners if you think this sucks let me know at least one of you all right so uh Bigfoot and black helicopters during Mount St. Helens eruptions
3: um, the eruptions brought out all kinds of things.
1: <laughs> Fair enough. All right. Uh, time travel.
2: Hmm. Garrett, that seems like it's something that you would.
0: Sure. Uh, well, I have a letter from a time traveler. I don't know if you know that.
1: Oh, um, you do. I, I didn't <laughs> yeah. know that. That's amazing.
0: My friend, my friend Jake found this letter from time travel, and this. In this suitcase in seattle and you opened it Whoa. up and it said thank you for believing in time travel please write back jared and uh yeah people i had made a tiktok about that people like leave messages for the time travel in this suitcase that's still there
1: dude that's awesome <laughs> yeah i gotta i gotta watch that one too my goodness uh skinwalker ranch
2: I used to be so into Skinwalker Ranch because I think for a lot of people, it was like their first introduction to the idea of high weirdness, where it's more than just a UFO, more than just, you know, shape-shifting weirdness. But I think it's gotten to the point now where it is so saturated. It's become such a product that um, I -hmm. tend to just kind of, my eyes glaze over now when I hear Skinwalker Ranch stuff.
1: Fair enough. Fair enough. I like the old stories where it's like they saw Bigfoot coming out of the portal on the ranch and you know, the dire wolves and all that good stuff back in the day, Sherman ranch. Um, any, anyone, else have anything to add or we will hop on to the next, uh, fever dream, uh, hollow earth.
3: I think a Garrett radio station. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, That's true.
1: I love it. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. At the time I was really fascinated with, uh, the hollow earth because it was like, whether or not you believe that that's true. Um, I was, I taken for granted that, you know, like right underneath your, your feet you're on, it could be hollow and there could be a whole civilization there. So it's just like the idea of like things that are taken for granted right in front of your face. I really love that. And it was the whole idea with the radio station. We're doing underground music. So like, you know, the aliens down there playing their jams,
1: dude, they got jam out. It's a good, I was listening to it earlier. It's a fun radio station. Like, everyone yeah. should check out, uh, just look up the Hollow Earth radio station. It's it's fun stuff. Uh, we're going to do two more. So next one is Ewok movies.
0: That's probably me again. I, when I was uh, five years old, I made a catapult that uh, crashed into my head because I had watched the Ewok movies. And Oh. Uh, oh. And it somehow is related to maybe some kind of extraterrestrial, like, Fire in the sky type experience when I got stitches, Ooh. but that's a long story. All right, all
1: right. <laughs> hey, I, I, I dig that you made the catapult from the Ewok movies. So yeah, my I, sister I wouldn't like get them.
0: My sister wouldn't get on the other side. She would have uh, got, launched in the air, but it, instead, it just hit me in the in the head. Oh, I have a scar <laughs> <right is>. there. <laughs>
1: that's wild. That's wild. <laughs> Gotta love Wilford Brimley in the the Ewok movies. That's a good. Good dude. Uh last but not least, uh Mothman. <laughs> <laughs> um,
3: I like to call him the Cryptid Bachelor. <laughs> the Cryptid Bachelor. He would be the bachelor contestant of all the cryptids Yeah. <laughs> because he wants to say what is that
1: <laughs> What?
3: <laughs> he has a he has a, a really good butt. <laughs>
1: And some great abs too.
3: Yeah. Yes. Yeah.
1: But the, the question is, would the shrimpy statue have the same quality abs or or what would we have going on? Like I
0: don't conversation don't know. Mm-hmm.
1: maybe Shrimpy's more like a dad bod guy. I don't know. But yeah, totally. My, yeah. You
3: know, yeah. 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 <laughs> All
1: right. Well, thanks for thanks for having a little fun with me on that one. Um, believe it or not. We are, we are winding down to the last few minutes. Um, last question. Are there any, I feel like liminal earth has a certain vibe and have you ever seen any like TV shows or movies that would have the same vibe as what liminal earth has? I know that's a really weird question, but. Oh,
2: I actually, I like the question. Cause I, I think that, um, like I'm really into like, um, pop culture kind yeah. of um you know a phenomenon and um so so i love thinking about this because i think in some ways that is kind of like myths that we are mm. you know as a society that we can share um i thought of one though that that totally does which is gravity falls oh yes have you have you seen gravity falls i the,
1: love gravity falls dude yeah
2: gravity falls is totally like i like i even have a um
1: you like have a, the dipper hat dipper,
2: yeah. dipper hat yeah yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And, and people like on TikTok leave comments like, Oh my gosh, dippers grown up and like, totally. <laughs> yeah. That's, I want to be, I want to be in gravity falls. Like that's, Oh my goodness. That's totally it.
1: Dude. That makes so much sense that, yeah, it, it is. It's gravity falls for sure. Um, <laughs> I want that show to come back somehow, but I mean, it's, the writing's fantastic. Um, Guys, it has been fun having you all on. Uh, I'm a super, super big fan of what you do, and uh, uh, I'll tell you some more stuff after after the the show here. But uh, uh, share with uh, the listeners how they can keep up to date, and um, also like share some some about your Patreon if you wouldn't mind, because I think it's really cool how you have that community going on as well.
3: Sure, um, yeah, Patreon is Liminal Earth Society. And back in November, like we pretty much recon reconstructed it. Um, so we have different tiers, and each tier is actually named after a map submission. Uh, so we have our, our desert root beers and our chatty bigfoots <laughs> and our. our <laughs> so I think that's fun. Um, but we you can join for as little as a dollar, and you get Discord benefits. Um, we save and archive every single stream that we do, and and that's a privilege for oh, our wow. patrons to be able to watch it forever. Um, for $5 a map, we do uh, monthly magic sentences, uh, this kind of bibliomancy uh, method. And uh, yeah, we do those once a month. And, and they also get um, special shout outs and things like that in the emails. Uh, $10 is really exciting because I write weekly case logs. And I'll go mm. really into depth about different map submissions or uh, regional things. Um, so yeah, okay. kids at Bigfoot one was especially fun um because yeah I found that place that Garrett uh went and I was like okay 1955 you know uh <laughs> there was a drive-by <laughs> Bigfoot and then um yeah we do have a couple more tiers but like 25 and up we do like a, a quarterly box just full of like witchcraft goodies and like um uh, fun little items like really pretty rocks that I got from Port Townsend and I make like, nice. I the handmade candles and and um i'm loving the idea of like incorporating some really like weird techy gadgets that garrett's tweaking and things so um kind of the different what each of us bring to the table in a box <laughs> what, what that's that awesome. um yeah just having some knickknacks and uh yeah so we we do that but then we also have wufo that's completely free super accessible and safe um and that you can find at woofo.watch okay um every single wednesday at 8:30 pacific standard we do a live contact session uh, that you can stream directly on the website but it's also on tiktok um we're trying different like contact methods um to reach aerial entities is how we prefer to call them because like our catchphrase is we would be just as excited if we contacted an alien as if we did like a, a bird that was flying over <laughs> just happened to be like fair oh! enough <laughs> um, <laughs> And then all across the board, you can find us at Liminal Earth. Um, we're most active on like Twitter, um, Instagram. But I would say our two main contenders are just be going directly to the map at liminal.earth and then checking out our Patreon, Liminal Earth Society.
1: Fantastic. And uh, if someone has a story to share, what is the easiest way that they can share their uh, amazing encounter or weird story with you so it gets on Liminal Earth?
2: liminal.earth slash submit
1: nice or
2: you can also just go to liminal.earth there's a big link that says here click here to submit a story um, so, and and yeah, it's just a, it's a pretty quick form. Um, we don't want like we're, if, if somebody wants to be anonymous, that's totally fine. Um, again, we're not into debunking anything. So no matter how um, strange you think we're going to think it is, um, we've heard stranger, believe me. Um, <laughs> and, and we want to celebrate that. Like it, we want people to feel comfortable being able to share these experiences. Um, and then the other thing too, I wanted to mention about the map and submitting things is that um, we're not sending anybody to anybody's house so you okay. can yeah you could submit something and you know give us some coordinates and you know an actual address or something um, and we will put it on like the closest intersection or if you don't want to even tell us that like just give us the town we'll put it like smack dab in the middle of the town um, we want to make everything as accessible and easy to do as possible um, and safe too so you know we would never we, we're not putting private residences or anything like that um, on the
1: map so I'm glad you brought that up. I wouldn't even have thought of that. That's a great point. <laughs> yeah. But man, Garrett, Jeremy Bex, thank you so much for all hanging out uh, tonight and uh, everyone go get familiar with, uh, with liminal earth. I'll have the links in the uh, show notes for this, but thanks so much for coming on tonight. All of
0: course. Thanks thank you. you yeah. It's
1: yeah, been a pleasure. It's been
2: too long trying to make it happen. So it's been really, happy. <laughs> we're really happy. We finally able, we're, we're
1: able to do it yeah me too uh the 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 crew's gonna hang out for a little bit longer with uh uh with the uh patreon in the after show and um maybe ask some questions i've got a whole list of other stuff uh believe it or not it's gonna get weirder than this one did Uh, i've got a whole list so it'll be fun but uh uh, you can access that and uh, if you go to patreon.com forward slash the Bigfoot Society. But thanks so much for, for hanging out tonight, and uh, have a good night all. Thanks for listening to the Bigfoot Society podcast. Please take a few minutes to review the show on iTunes five stars as it does help us get into the eyes and ears of more listeners on iTunes. Uh, that will help us just get bigger and bigger and get even better quality guests for future shows. Uh, Also, if you have any Bigfoot encounters or cryptid encounters, please send your stories and uh, audio and photos, whatever you've got, over to BigfootSociety at gmail.com. If you'd like to become more involved with Bigfoot Society and get some extra content, we do have a Patreon uh, where you can get all sorts of cool things. For example, for $7 a month, you get extra Bigfoot Society content uh, usually interviews, but other things as well. You get a sweet membership card and a vinyl sticker that I send to you in the mail. You get access to the Bigfoot Society after show, which is an extra interview. After the main interview with the weekly cast. And usually they are up for uh, Patreon members to be in that extra show segment with them and me. And you get to ask your Question live to them and get an answer from the guest, which, as you've seen what guest we've had in the past, this could be a really big deal. There's also a private Discord where you can get involved with uh, talking to me one on one and the community there, and that's always a great time. You can find the Patreon at www.patreon.com forward slash The Bigfoot Society. Uh, we're very thankful for all our supporters that we have in so many different ways and appreciate uh, all our listeners coming back week after week to listen to more cryptozoology-based interviews. Uh, Thanks so much for listening, and we'll see you next time. The views and opinions expressed are those of the guest and do not necessarily reflect the official policy or position of Bigfoot Society. Any content provided by our guests are not intended to align any... Religion, ethnic group, club, organization, company, individual,
0: or...